Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi Read by Rebecca Burns This recording was produced in 1996 by Joss Recordings, which holds the copyright there too. Neither this recording nor any part thereof may be reproduced or used for any purpose without prior written authority from Joss Recordings. The following material appears on the dust jacket of the book. Carlo Lorenzini, 1826-1890, used the pseudonym Carlo Collodi because Collodi was the name of the village in Italy where his mother had been born. Pinocchio was his only successful book, but it sold millions of copies and has been translated into numerous languages. Pinocchio, a wooden puppet, wants more than anything else to become a real boy. But first, the wooden puppet must begin a fantastic odyssey which will test his bravery, loyalty, and honesty, virtues he must learn before he can become a real boy. Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi Chapter 1 Once upon a time there was a king, my little readers will say at once. No, my dears, you are wrong. Once upon a time there was a stick of wood. It was not a fine stick either, but just such another as you would put in the fireplace to heat the room. I do not know how it came about, but one fine day this stick of wood was found in the carpenter shop of an old man named Antonio. Everybody called him Master Cherry, however, because of the color of his nose, which was red and shiny like a ripe cherry. As soon as Master Cherry saw the stick of wood, he was delighted. He rubbed his hands together and mumbled to himself, The very thing! This stick will make a fine table leg. Saying this, he picked up a sharp axe to begin to smooth off the bark. But just as he was about to strike, he stopped with arm in air, for he thought he heard a thin, sharp voice cry out, Do not strike me too hard! Imagine good old Master Cherry's surprise. He rolled his eyes around in every corner of the room to see whence came the voice, but could discover no one. He looked into the tightly shut cupboard. Nobody. He looked into the chip basket and shavings. Nobody. He opened the door and looked up and down the street, but still nobody. What then? Ah, I see, he laughed to himself and scratched his wig. I only dreamed that I heard a voice. Let's begin again. He took up the axe again and hit the stick of wood a lively blow. Ouch, you have hurt me, cried the little voice in pain. This time Master Cherry stood as if turned to stone, his eyes fairly sticking out of his head, his tongue hanging out of his mouth for all the world like a gorgon head on a fountain. As soon as he found his voice, he said, trembling and stammering, Who was it that cried out? There is not a living soul here. Is it possible that this stick can cry like a baby? I can't believe it. It's just like any other piece of wood that you put on the fire to boil a pot of beans. What then? Can somebody be hidden inside? If so, so much the worse for him. I'll fix him. So saying, he laid hold of the poor stick of wood and began to pound it against the wall. Then he paused to listen if anyone should cry out. He listened for two minutes. Nothing. For five minutes. Nothing. For ten minutes. And still nothing. Ah, I see. He tried to laugh again and scratch his wig. This little voice that called ouch was only my imagination. Let's begin again. And because he had really begun to be frightened, 
he tried to hum a tune to keep up his courage. At the same time he laid his axe aside and took up a plane in order to smooth and polish the wood, but he had no sooner begun to push it back and forth when he heard the same sharp little voice say with a laugh, Stop, you are tickling me! This time poor Master Cherry fell down as if thunder-stricken. When he opened his eyes he found himself seated upon the ground. His face was blank with amazement, and the end of his nose had changed from red to blue because of his great alarm.